on the uh, two-minute stuff. Did, why did you bring uh, Lance back for that little short play at the very end of the goal line? Was that not a touchdown? I uh, probably was. I just wanted to practice the situation to see if we could get a spike, and we would have if Dwelly didn't throw it to the ref. <laughs> Can't guarantee they'll catch it. So that's a, a coaching point we have that you run it to the ref and hand it to them because, they, yeah, they, they catch it like 50% of the time, and if they drop it, that's the second we need. So I just wanted to try that situation, but, yeah, I thought it was the score. Um, I mean, the first time I learned it was um, – when I was in Washington and Pierre Garcon would do it every time, and we were kind of messing with him because I had never heard it before, and uh, that's what they did in Indy. So I learned it from him and made a lot of sense. And then when I watch it on tape, they, they're right. Those guys drop it way too much. <laughs> there comes the time and place, though, when running it all the way to the ref, you don't have enough time to run it all the way to them. Sometimes you got to take a leap of faith and throw it. Yeah, you can run it there and spot it for them, and then they'll grab it. But then sometimes they'll linemen walk through and accidentally kick it on accident. And then you see a ref scrambling everywhere for it, and they don't stop it. So. Um, Jimmy will start out. I mean, with most of our starters, I know there's, there's a number of guys that, that aren't playing um, to be safe with and some guys who have been banged up. But trying to get most of our starters going, Jimmy will be hopefully just one series. Um, then I'll get Trey in there and hopefully just the whole first half. Um, no, I, I really don't mind telling you, but I don't have it memorized. Will Trey get any reps with the starters, or will you take them out with Jimmy? Um, no, I'll take I'll I'll take all the starters out when Jimmy goes out. And then who starts the second? Um, we haven't decided that yet. Could it be Trey? Uh, I, I mean, it could be like if he didn't get a certain amount of plays, you know, hopefully he gets around thirty or something. But you never know how that'll go. If he didn't get enough plays, um, then I would start him probably the first series of the third. What about uh, four? No, he won't. Heard won't play. No. I was I was impressed when he got some balls, uh, made some plays. Um, no, he's he's coming along. You know, the stuff that I said the other day wasn't anything that was a shot at him. That, that's the reality of injured players. I don't think people realize that it's when you have guys who are talented enough to make your team, it's tough because it's not about just getting them to the 53. There's a lot of, those are the stressful decisions John and I have because, you know, there's guys you really want to help and you got to be smart with them because they're coming off real serious injuries. But you eventually got to show that you can, you won't get re-injured. And, and that's what's tough. You know, you, you look at our camp last year and we knew D Ford was bothered. We only had two weeks of camp, so we were very safe with him. And then he goes out to Arizona, tries to play for his first time in a real football game, and he realizes halfway through that this doesn't feel right. And then we have a guy who isn't there for the next 15 weeks, and that's why we cut someone a week before that. Um, it almost happened with Jalen the first year when him and Trey went down. Um, we put them to, <clears throat> we thought they were going to come back week four. Um, but since both of them went down, we had a bunch of young guys. I mean, a guy like Bourne was on the bubble that year. Like, to give you guys a story, like, you look at our, our draft picks that we had at the time, I think Marquise was starting. Um, we had just drafted some guys. I mean, Bourne didn't have the best camp, and he was on the outside looking in. And then um, Jalen was hurt. Um, then Trent Taylor got hurt. So Bourne, we kept Bourne. And, but if everyone had been healthy, it would have been hard for Bourne to make the team. Um, but we kept them because a couple guys were hurt. Then week four, I'm expecting to get them back, and the injuries are a lot worse for Trent and Jalen than we thought. And damn, I'm glad I didn't cut Bourne week one because <laughs> he ended up being our most consistent guy for the following two years. So that's the stress of injuries and trying to take care of these guys because you know how good they are. But you also got to know what that final 53 means. Practice like yesterday, Trey Lance is doing a lot of pass rush. Do you 
Repeat it. <laughs> so, how do you how do you how do you evaluate? Like, do you like to see Trey Lance do with pressure from the pass rush? Yeah, I like to. I, you, you try to make as real a football as there is. So, I mean, I definitely. That's. I don't want him sitting there playing like it's seven on seven all day. That's why I don't like seven on seven because I'm telling him to get rid of the ball, but there's no pass rush. I also want him if no one's open to hold on to it till the pass rush gets there. I also want him if there's a lane and he doesn't hesitate to break. So you try to generate that as much as possible. You just want him to play real. If a guy's about to hit him, you want him to just sit there and take hitches because they're not going to hit him and then just throw a late and have a big play. That's now that was a sack. If that happens, I hope he knows where to get rid of it or I hope he scrambles. If we block well, I hope he makes the play that's presented to him. So it's just trying to give him reps of really doing everything and um, when it gets to the game, you it's a lot realer. We'll see if they tackle him. We'll see if he scrambles. We'll see how he hangs in there. What, what, what have your conversations been like with him about just protecting himself on those run plays? Um, I mean, you mention it every time. I mean, every time you, you evaluate a run and where you get to, you always talk about, all right, how would you protect yourself here? How are you going down? What's the, are you going for more? Or are you sliding? Are you going head first? Are you stepping out of bounds? Um, I, w I don't ever want a guy in practice to practice diving or sliding. Sometimes, you know, you don't want to hurt a wrist or get your feet caught in an awkward way. So um, that's something that we're all going to see in the game. And Trey says the right things. He's a pretty good runner. He's pretty competitive. So um, I hope he takes my word for it. Um, but sometimes those guys don't believe how hard people hit, and then they get it a couple times in the NFL, and they're like, all right, now I know what you're talking about. Going back to Warren, is that, did you tell him, like, Got a second life here. So um, I, I forget, probably. Born and I talked a lot, so I'm sure I told him something. But that's that's why this stuff's so stressful. I mean, we, we had a number of draft picks that year. Um, you know, we had Dante, who was a second-round pick the year before. I think we took Debo and Jalen Hurd that year. We already had Keese um, as our starter. Um, we had Trent Taylor, who was doing really well that, until he hurt his foot and back, I think it was. I forget that year. Um, so you just look at all this stuff, and you know, it's tough. I mean, the, we, we liked our draft picks, whether they were ready right away or not, but it's really hard to keep seven receivers. And so that's why it's so important for guys to have an OTAs. So guys have a chance to come to training camp. So they have a chance to show you because it's tough. You, you only get 53 and it's awesome when you get more on the practice squad, but that opens them up to everyone else. So if you are good at one position, it's, yeah, you're going to try to keep them all, um, but that means you're going to go shorter some, some other area. And when I look back on it, that's probably why we lost Caden Smith. Um, you know, we couldn't keep four tight ends. We tried to for one week, um, but we had too many receivers waiting for someone to come back. Wasn't ready to cut Bourne. That would have been one of the dumbest decisions we ever made. Um, but we ended up losing Caden, who was a real good player because he wasn't quite ready. Um, Levine was uh, more ready at that time, but we had too many roster spots. So we ended up trying to put him in a practice squad. You lose him to the Giants, and now he's a pretty good player. I'm sorry. I can't. Oh, um, he's doing a good job. I mean, the more reps those guys can get, I mean, they do get a little more camp legs and they get sore, um, but the experience is so huge. Whether they do good or bad, just for those guys to have those reps go through them and then to go back in the facility and be able to watch it on film. And now we're going to take it. They're not going to do anything tomorrow. Um, they'll be able to rest before the game and hopefully they'll get some fresher legs there and go out and be able to perform. When it comes time to those cuts, you guys look at it like, yeah, this guy might be ahead of this guy, but no one's picking up this guy where someone another team might is that all kind of yes that's why yeah, that's why it's never a simple answer and I probably 
think I've said as much as I can, but that's why it's it's a lot more complicated than people realize. It's not always this guy versus this guy. It's how to balance out a roster, a practice squad. Um, this guy might not ready be ready, but you think he will week four. What does that mean to how you can get through till he's ready? And what if he's not going to be ready because he's injured? Well, what does that mean to the team? Can you IR him? Can you get him through till Sunday and then um, PUP him um, so you can buy till week eight or whatever it is? So that's there's a lot of stuff that goes into it. Yeah, I'm 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 just excited to see him play, just like everyone else is. Um, it's fun to watch quarterbacks go out there for the first time and stuff, but I don't get this. I don't get nervous for the person or anything like that because I, I think it's fun to watch. I know no one's going to remember how his first preseason game is. They, they will the next day, and that, that's all right. So I know rookies get some butterflies and stuff, and it is a big deal for them. But it, the reality of it, it isn't. It's, it's an experience for them. I think Trey's going to make the team, so he doesn't have to go out there and freak out about that. Um, but he knows a lot of eyes will be on him, and sometimes those guys want to go out there and make some plays and show everyone what to be excited about and I just always try to tell them it's just like practice except they can hit you so just calm down and just do your job like you try to do out here every day because that's what quarterback is going to be every single day of your life till you're done playing. Have you ever flipped a 21-year-old quarterback before and do you sometimes forget that he's 21? Um, yeah, I think I think Johnny was 21 when I was in Cleveland um, but yeah, I do. It's um, you know, the first time we talked to him um, we're gonna we're gonna offer him a beer, and then I realized I would be supplying a minor, and so we definitely didn't. Um, so you forget about it. He's, he's mature. He doesn't look like a 21 year old, maybe in his face, but no, he he um he definitely acts a lot more wise than that, or at least than I was when I was 21. What's the status of K1 and Key? Um, K1 had some friendly fire when he ran into Greenlaw the other day. Just a sore hip. I mean, I think he could have gone today if it was a game or something like that, but nothing to be worried about day-to-day. Arden Keyes, same thing. Someone ran into his quad, so he had a tight, slight quad contusion, but he almost went out there today, um, so nothing too big deals. Should be all right in the next couple of days. We'll take three more. Mike Daniel said he wants to see Trey have successes and failures. Would you say that's the same thing? You want to see how he handles both? Um, yeah. I mean, you don't want to go out there and – I mean, sometimes you don't want to deceive a guy. You want him to learn, and sometimes you go out there and – there can be some fake success, not fake, but just some gimmies and stuff. And, and guys, I don't really worry about Trey. He's not ever going to, he works, he stays the same every day. But sometimes situations that happen that don't seem that good, I think they always make people stronger. They always make people wiser. And um, guys don't like it, so they focus on how to not let it happen again. And I would like that much more to happen in a preseason than when the games count. Uh, you talked to two rookie quarterbacks today. And just given the quarterback situation and the depth, it looks like very likely at some point in the season they have to play significant and meaningful snaps. Um, you, you know, I realize it's still somewhat early, but do you feel comfortable with them right now? Or would they be ready to do that? Or will they need a few, few weeks? I think everyone needs a few weeks. I think those guys are battling through a lot. They go up and down just like all corners do and all rookies do. Um, I mean, when you get to a 53 and 
injuries happen and stuff, it really doesn't matter whether they're ready or not. And that's that's what the stress is of drafting people in the 53. There's not a minor league system here where you just get to wait till they're ready. Um, so that's what's so crucial about every decision you make as a staff. And um, I really like how our starters have been playing. I think those two is. And, you know, anytime you're a corner and you come out of college, you think it's going to be easy and you got a lot of ups and downs. And what's been cool when those guys have had bad days, I really love how they responded the next day. I think they're both two guys who aren't going to run from stuff, who want to compete. And those are guys I would like to get a lot of playing time. Through the first four years, Mike hasn't had a big media presence. Uh, have you been entertained by his, uh, the material that he's unveiled there? I, I haven't watched any of it, so they try to get... I've known Mike for a long time, so um, always when Mike is sitting there talking, I'm entertained. There's, he's he's smart of a guy as I've been around, and he's sometimes uh, he's got about a thousand thoughts going, so it's hard for him to get one answer out. But that's that's why he's a hell of a coach and has helped me a ton throughout my career. What are some things you're looking forward to seeing out of Trey Lance on Saturday? Um, just give him get in the experience. I mean, I, I want to see him take command of the huddle. There actually will be a, a play clock out there, just being aware of that. You know, sometimes you get comfortable when you, you miss a play call or something. We can always rehuddle and I'll give it to you again, but I'm not going to be able to talk after 15 seconds and it's going to be silent. And what are we going to do and how quick do we get it to the line and execute it? And it's also tough when you're playing with a lot of guys who it's their first time too. So you got to help people out a little bit, but he's going to have a lot on his plate and I'm just excited to see how he handles it.